Fast Forward Productions. The women are speaking. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the One Broke Actress Podcast, an honest account of actor life, plus a few lessons I learned in the process. Today is one of our working actor life episodes, which if you have not been here before, this is where I bring on my co-owner of the membership and fellow actress based in Atlanta, Gabrielle Binlas. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Welcome to my podcast. This is the honest account of <laughs> what it's like to take over your business partner's podcast and make it all about you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, will you please do that? Sometimes I'm so sick of my own voice. It's wild. Like, can you just take over? That would be awesome. Oh, guys, these are the episodes where we talk about our working actor life, what's going on, what's happening. We sometimes talk about our community, the membership, but we just kind of talk about life. And you had an idea for today's episode that is something I have done in the past. And I was like, this is good. Let's do it together because we've actually witnessed each other this year. So do you want to take us in to what we're doing? Yeah. So every year, Sam always does this thing where she celebrates, this is Gabrielle Binlas terminology, her wins and her losses. She has a better way of saying it. And she goes through it. And I think that I started listening to this before I even had met Sam Valentine. And I was like, that's actually a really nice way to reflect on the year and to see both sides of it. And I thought it would be cool if we did it as well together, because what you guys probably think that you know about Sam and I is that we've got our shit together, but we don't. We're very great at making sure everybody else has their shit together. And when it comes down to us, we forget to put ourselves as a priority. So this will hopefully help bring the veil down a little bit so you can see some more of our truth when you hear about our losses. Yeah. I like to call it what I did well and poorly, but I stole that from my business coach and friend, Ashley Pollard. So everything's borrowed from someone else. Nothing's original. Yes, it is. <laughs> things original anymore. And I think something that is important to note about these things is that what you just said, we are absolutely messy people and we're just figuring shit out as we go. Case in point, you sat down with me and went over my actor's access package last week. And that will be on the bonus podcast that comes out after this one. But you noticed some things that I was like, oh, I didn't even notice that was on there. Like things that I would tell any actor to change or you, like, and we just did a full overhaul. So- there's a lot, a lot, a lot we have to work on. What do we want to start with? Do you want to start with poorly so we end on a high? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Do you have like a mental list? Do you have a list? No, I was hoping we can go one by one so that we can think about the other one. Oh, okay, great. Well, I wrote them down because I... <laughs> you fucking wrote them down? Yes. Are you kidding me? You didn't clue me in. That wasn't in the meeting notes. It was your idea to do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're not cutting this. <laughs> Shit. It was I perfect. Just, <laughs> just, just to show we don't have our three. shit together. I just you guys should. Three. Okay, so let me take you back to when St. Valentine pitched me on working together. This is exactly how it went. I signed up for a meeting to talk about working together, and the bitch shows up with an iPad and an iPad pencil and lists of things that she was thinking we could do. She's like, What do you think? I'm like, <laughs> Sounds like more than I even thought about. So I'm down. <laughs> and here we are again at the end of the year. I'll start. I'll start. What I could have done better in 2023 is getting my stuff more organized in terms of systems. Thank you, Sam Valentine. Preparing actual like list as to what I'm thinking about in my head, especially when it comes down to like content creation, my head just explodes and I will sit down and end up spending eight to nine to 10 hours creating content that I could have just spent an hour mapping out what I needed to do. And I think that 
I was doing it so frequently for everybody else with the mentorship that when it came down to me, it was like, oh, it doesn't matter. I don't have to worry about it. But what I'm noticing, especially with just having a few auditions coming back, is that I have taken on a whole other two businesses, basically, from membership and the mentorship. And I need to have some systems back in place, just like I do with my auditions. I know exactly what's going to happen when one comes in all the way to the finish line, but I don't have it in the rest of my life. And that's only going to hold me back until I figure out how to get it done. And it's probably going to take away some energy for when I do get auditions because I'm running like crazy everywhere else. Yeah. And let's be clear. You didn't just get some random auditions. You got three guest star slash recurring auditions. Like they weren't just like two line co-stars. They were like work. <laughs> that is true. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We have to denote that. I think it's important. As your friend and fellow actor, I think the cool thing about doing this together is that I can follow that up with like, what do you need support on for that? What would help make that easier for you? Because you're not in this alone. I know you run your mentorship more solo but things like the membership we do together, we also do, we started doing a lot of your auditions together. What support could be created around this? Support wise, I honestly think like you've done a lot with giving me the different types of simple apps that I could be downloading to be able to work through. <laughs> Not all of and them I, are simple too, so. <laughs> <laughs> but they are helpful and I'm like starting to get my brain wrapped around them. And I know that like when I take on Notion, like what you said, it's going to be even more helpful. But I think that like towards the end of this year, we've kind of figured out a system between how we work and how we're now getting into the system back to like how we friendship because we haven't had to friendship in a while since we've been working. And so Honestly, there's nothing I would ask of you. It's been super helpful of us just like getting the scripts, you reading my lines for me so I don't get in my head and then us switching it around and just holding me accountable for the stuff that I might be saying in my head that isn't actually true about who I am. Hmm. Interesting. Cool. Well, I'm a part of this and I'm really interested in making that easier for next year. You know, efficiency in terms of systems is my favorite thing. And I, although I can't make your acting more efficient, I can absolutely streamline your businesses. So like, let's go. Let's get you Zapier. Zapier can feed into Notion from all of your client onboardings. Then you don't have to do anything. I have so many ideas, you guys. <laughs> she has so many ideas. And just so you know, I was working off of a Yahoo inbox about six months ago. I have now and since transitioned to Gmail. And then Yahoo messaged me the other day and was like, guess what? You can now schedule send emails. I was like, really, bitch? You wanted to take this long to do that? Gmail has already been doing that. <laughs> You guys need to know also that when I started working with Gabrielle and she was like, this is my email address, I go, so is this like your burner account? Like, is this, what are you doing sending me a Yahoo email address? And it has now become my burner account. It <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> All of that spam from Cyber Monday went straight to Yahoo. And I was like, yes. don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yes, you can congeal it. Wait till I teach you how to unroll your emails. Anyway, that's an app for a different day. There's an app called Unroll Me, and you can have all your emails that you want come in one email at the end of the day. At this point, there's got to be an app for literally everything. You just yeah. haven't learned it yet, like if there isn't it. Also, we no, didn't address the elephant in the room. Oh, that we're wearing the same clothes. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> we... We've been treating this completely seriously. We're not matching completely on opposite ends down to the microphone. People are probably watching this like, do they know that they're the same right now? 
Like, do they know? This is a great example of being given the same material as someone else and making it look different. We both have the exact same hoodie on because we bought them together as like a gift to ourselves in TM colors. And we styled them differently. We look different in them. We're functioning. We have the same microphone, but in different colors. You can give two people the same script and you get two separate things out of it. This is a project. That's right. Thank God you picked the silver mic and not the white mic because it would have been a little too on the nose. Oh, they didn't have the white mic available in this color. Ladies and gentlemen, she hasn't picked up on my joke just yet. I know. I got the white and black of it. I did. I did. I didn't know what to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fun. (laughs) (laughs) Should this just be our podcast today? Okay. 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 So let me do one of mine. Okay. I did write these down because if not, I'll just flail. And I was telling you earlier, sometimes I just open my mouth and words fall out. And I'm not entirely sure if they're even accurate. So I wanted to be gently prepared. So the first thing I wrote down was work took up the bulk of my mental load, even if it didn't dominate my schedule. It still took up extra space in my brain. And I think that is because I transferred a lot of the energy I often put towards overthinking about acting. And instead, I overthought about my businesses. Because since, you know, with the strike talk really started in 2022 and it really kicked off in like February and then March, you know, and then we went on strike in July. Yeah, July. July. Uh, So I feel like I utilized that time as, okay, great. Well, I'll just put a lot of work into my side businesses. And I'm very happy that we did everything we did this year. I think TM is remarkable and surprises me every single day. was just having a conversation with someone in one of the Slack channels and they just responded back, God, I love this place. Meaning like this place inside of TM. And I was like, this is the tits. This is awesome. Like it made me so happy. But I will close out of a call with you or with someone from TM or whatever. And I will go and like walk my dogs. And inside I'm thinking, how could I make that like work better? Or could I use whatever we just talked about in like terms of a content piece or, you know, and it just took up a lot of space in my brain. And that's not new, but I would like to be able to like loosen it a bit. I think, knock on wood, I don't see myself starting a new business next year. Debatable, but... Debatable. TBD, (laughs) I have ideas. But if I did anything, I think I want to branch off of what I already have and not do something new. So that doesn't mean that, you know, you and I have already planned a bunch of workshops and classes and things that we want to do, but I want to do it within the wheelhouses I already built. And that to me is a little bit less mentally jarring than starting from zero because we already have pillars put in place. And it's also been something that I've been learning to lean on you and my team to say, hey, do you guys have ideas about this? Hey, what do you think of this? Less of it being like just me battling myself in my head. And I am very curious next year with acting work, how I can think about work less. And also when acting comes back in, not make acting the number one stressor in my brain because I'm very good at filling the hole. (laughs) (laughs) as we learned that you were able to do this year without the acting. (laughs) Uh uh And so I would like to utilize the next year to not need to fill the worry of it as much to just like whatever comes, comes like, let's see. Yeah. I think that's a good one for you. Yeah. Do you have another one? For my next loss, I would say that because I am such a zero to 100 person, the stuff that I chose to put aside for creating TM and the Empowering Actor Mentorship became the front runners and everything else went to zero. So for instance, the beginning of this year, 
I taught my hiring actor like workshop that I used to teach just for women and it's to inspire them and we all come together. It's kind of witchy. There's like a circle. We pull cards, we burn sage. And that truly was the beginning stages of the Empowering Actor Mentorship. And I used to teach that every single month. And this year I was like, I'm going to teach it once a quarter and see what ends up happening. I taught it one quarter. We met about TM. I transitioned into TikTok and everything else. And I haven't taught it again since. And between that and there's another class I teach called Restorative Yoga, it's Candlelit. And I kept up with it for a while after beginning the new businesses. And then it just fell completely flat. And I think for me, those things filled my cup so much, but I just didn't have the energy to be able to give as well. And I didn't want to not do it the best. And that is something that like I constantly work on. If I'm not going to be the best at it, I don't try it and it falls over to zero. So I think that my loss for this year that I could have done better is instead of just being like, oh, well, I can't do it the best. I'm going to not do it at all. I wish I would have found an in-between of maybe it's not going to be me at 100%, but it's going to be me at 75. And me at 75 is most people's 150. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll remind anyone who missed it the last time we talked about it. You're the first person I've met who I was like, oh, she can outwork me. Because I've always (laughs) thought like, I might not be the best at everything I do, but I can stick with it longer and harder than someone else can. And I met you and I was like, Oh, no. And like the comparison that I have to our work ethics has been really brutal. That is something I wrote down of like letting comparison. And I can talk about that next. But your work is so strong and heavy. Like you literally started TikTok this year. (laughs) Yeah. What? (laughs) I know. It's wild when I look at it and I'm like, you gained 25,000 followers. You started from zero. It's crazy. Zero to 100, man. Insane. That's such a big number. And it's so fun to be a part of it. And I'm also learning. I'm like, do I want to do this? It's a lot of work. I don't know. (laughs) Learning vicariously. But I do think you should do more things that you're not very good at. It is one of my favorite things in the world. Because then you also can expect less of yourself, which is a little freeing. I don't know. I think you just hit on something. I never thought about it. I always just thought it was like, oh, I just want to be the best. But I think it's actually the opposite. I think it's that I don't know what it's like to expect less of myself. And actually that's an issue that I have with like friendships as well. Not with Sam because she gives a thousand percent, but I don't have a lot of friends and I don't choose to make a lot of friends because I expect to be given the exact same like expectation, I guess, level as I have of myself. And I have such a high expectation level on myself. And so it's hard with friendships because I will like go a thousand percent and be like, why aren't you going a thousand? And it's like, oh, I actually don't ever force myself to go a thousand. That's just how I live my life. And I'll take that personally. But I think you hit something that I never thought about. It's just that I don't, I don't know how to expect less of myself. So I should probably look into that a little bit more. That's good for me to know as your business partner too, to be like, I don't know, let's fuck something up every once in a while. Like let's Oh go God. I, I immediately know. just shit in my pants. Like the turd <laughs> is coming out of my asshole at this moment. I can't. <laughs> what? I can't. We have to mess up. We have yeah. to mess up. At some point, one of us is going to miss a meeting. One of us is going to like, trust me, I like panic on a daily basis that I'm not somewhere I'm supposed to be. Have every alarm set in the history of alarms, like going off of every watch, <laughs> phone, computer. But like, that's just life, you know? And I think just it sets an example to others that we don't have to be perfect too. Yeah. No, I definitely have to work on it. Please hold me accountable. <laughs> I will remember that. Um, I'll go into my next one that I just mentioned, comparison. In terms of comparison, I lost the fun of social media for a while, and I resented it quite a bit. And that's probably because I 
push myself to do more with it more often. And this year, especially, I was like, I'm going to start doing YouTube every single week. And it was like, yo, you just literally turned everything upside down. That is so much work. And like your team was not ready. You were not ready. I had no idea what I was doing. This is another example of like starting messy too. Like that's something I'm like, I'll just figure it out as I go. Like what, like I don't read directions for things. I'm just like, I'll figure it out. It's like Caleb's favorite thing is like, he asked me the other day, he was like, how much water did you put in the, Never mind. Why did I even ask that? I was a great bartender, but I couldn't make a recipe the same every single time because I'm a free pourer. Like I don't, I don't like teaspoons. I don't like, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a mess. That's why baking is not my strong suit, but cooking is. But with social media this year, I got very like, well, let's just like try everything and do everything. And then it got to be so much that I was like, oh God. And then I look at people. I mean, even you, like you got on TikTok and it was like, bam, bam, bam. And like so much content. And I see other people on social media, like making incredibly funny videos and they're like pumping them out. And I guarantee you somebody who's listening to this is like, Sam, I feel that way about you. Like I know people have stopped following me because they don't like the output at which I do things, which makes me feel really good and also horrible because I'm like, you should see how much goes on the floor, how much never gets seen and how much messy it is to get here. And I got really, really, you were a part of this. I got really over social media for a while. There was like weeks at a time where I was like, fuck this, I'm not doing anything. And I think that's fine. There will be a part of December where I just stopped existing for a while to just step away from it. But I want to get excited about it again. I want to, it's such a big part of the business. To me, it's a big part of my work overall. And I enjoy it when I feel like I have space and time to do it and sink my teeth in. But there are certain things like I love, you guys, you send me DMs all the time and I love it. But half the time I can't get to them. And I do love it because I feel like I know them. I see your face. I know what you're thinking. It's because I get overwhelmed by them. (laughs) I was actually just thinking you're inviting more DMs with saying, and I love it. Like insert everybody being like, oh, great. I will send her that message now. But the caveat is that I might not read them for like four months because every (laughs) once in a while I get a message from someone and I'll just randomly open it. And then the last message will have been like the kindest, sweetest three paragraphs. And it's like four months old. And I'm like, I just want to let you know, I just saw the above. And I'm so, it is so kind and so lovely. And like, it just gets overwhelming because I feel like I can't be everything for everyone. And that is a lot of what social media is sometimes is like people pleasing for me anyway. (laughs) And um, it's something I'm working on, but that was something this year I got a little over it. And I think I got resentful too, because I was like, what does this even matter? I want to be an actor. And it's like, you can still enjoy things that have nothing to do with your career. And we've been told time and time again from casting that like, this doesn't have shit to do. Like, you can have 200,000 followers. They don't give a shit. If you had a million followers, cool. That might be helpful for an indie movie. But like that's not going to get you a spot. You know, like it's a t- totally different ball game. So that's something I'm working on. I think I would love to see you on social media more because your content is so good when you do show up because you've been doing it for so long. And you get all the grace because you've been doing it for so much longer than most people have been doing it. And I totally understood why you were like, I am out of this because each year social media requires more of us. They bring out some new thing that you can do with Instagram or with TikTok and the algorithm changes. And so it's even more stuff for us to have to research or create. And so it's not just like you can find something on autopilot and keep going with it. It's like you got to be up with the changes. But I understood why you did it. And every time you do like a carousel, I'm like, God, this is brilliant. And all she did was write like three words. Like, oh, I wish she was doing this more. So I will fully support you on that with our content days if you need it, because you know this bitch over here is going to be making content all the time. (laughs) I love those. So like we've talked about this before, 
But when you say showing up more, what do you picture? Well, I think you're doing a better job of it in your stories, for one. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like before your stories were more static and now you're showing us so much more of like you, which is what I think everyone wants to see. You know, OBA, One Broke Actress was strategic for a long time. And as Sam Valentine morphed into Sam Valentine that we have today, I think people want to see this version of you versus the strategic side that's been like carefully curated and it shows up in your stories. And so I love watching your stories. I love your quick ad lib reels when you find like a trending audio and you bring it back to the business and your sarcasm humor. I think that your wittiness is one of the like best qualities about you. And then I really love your carousels, like the ones that are just like quick teaching moments, like things I wish somebody would have told me or I think you've done, you did one recently Oh, I can't remember. Forgive me. But it was like a Twitter one that you did, like a fake Twitter thing. Those are always so brilliant. And they're so simple. They're just like content that I think people can devour so easily. Okay. Taking notes. I didn't know if you wanted me to get on TikTok yet. So... (laughs) No, don't do it, Sam. Don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. You don't have the time nor the space. To be clear, I have stuff on TikTok. I just repurpose the same stuff from Instagram over to TikTok. It's not, there's nothing special about that. It doesn't get this much. I honestly don't know if our business can handle you being on TikTok because one, the algorithm is going to play you even more than the algorithm plays me. And like, it's already overwhelming for me. Every other day, I'm like, hey, we got to open these doors to TM because more people are asking me about it. And so like, what are we going to do here? I can't imagine if it was times two. So let's wait on TikTok. All right. I'll I'll stick to podcasting for now. Podcasting <laughs> Instagram. Here we are. Okay, great. That is my... Wait, is that... I've done two. All right. I have my last one. I'm ready for it. Okay. The last thing that I didn't do well that I want to do better is I lost my center because of other people's opinions on social media in a big, big way. And each time it happens, I question myself and I wonder if I'm making any difference. And what I don't like about myself is that all of the good comments that people give me, all of the amazing messages. Even today, I've gotten three separate messages from people being like, I'm so glad you're on social media. It's making my life better. They all fall completely to the side. And whatever that one person said about me decides to like take over. And out of nowhere, I'm like, what am I doing? Who am I to think I should be doing this? And I shouldn't be here. And somehow my neurotic brain will connect it into the industry and be like, what if somebody tells somebody something? And I hate that about myself. And I think it's a fear of what if it's not that? What if somebody says something about you and it holds no weight at all and no one pays it any mind and you continue to not only be successful, but more people get to see you. And that's a similar thing that I struggled with before I started booking more frequently. I was so scared about never booking. And then I realized it was, I think you're scared of actually booking and what that means for your career. Because then you're scared that maybe the hardest path, right? Because we know I love to do the struggling hardest path isn't there anymore. It's easier. And then once I started booking, it switched over to the fear of flying of, I don't want to get on a plane. I'm so scared of getting on a plane. It was like, I don't think you're scared of getting on a plane. I think you're scared of what happens because it opens the world to you. And that's a lot to take in. And so that switched because I got over the fear of flying last year into what happens if the person I'm fearful of sees me on social media and that person tells that it's like, what happens if they do and no one cares and your stuff is so good that it just continues to explode, which is exactly what it's done. So in the future, I want to catch that pattern of mine earlier and I want to give myself these examples that I just said and I want to tell my brain to fuck off. This is an old neuropathway that's not serving me. Let's create a new one. I will say I something I was thinking about for you was something you've actually done really well is actually similarly along these lines. So it's funny 
how you can view it. I do think that this has taken you off your path a little bit this year as we've dealt with online haters and just like the judgment and the community and whatever. And I do know how easy it is to ignore the positive comments and think about the people who only shit on you. (laughs) We see you haters. We know you're listening. Hi. Keep listening. Keep listening. Thank you for the download. The thing I think you've managed to do really well out of this to like sprinkle that in here is that you even stated on your stories like just recently how you started to get negative comments and now you start to make them less about yourself and more about this person is really (laughs) struggling. Like that's too bad. And that is such a genius way to deal with it because one, it's so true. No one gets on the internet to shit talk other people because they're having a really good day. (laughs) It's just not, it's just not what happens. And so I think your ability to start seeing that and to see past it and to not let it slow you down will only make you stronger beyond social media. It's going to kill in the business. Because think about it. When we book big fucking roles, it's just going to open the floodgates of people who have opinions. And they're going to say, well, you signed up for this because you want to be cool. Thank you. Can't wait. Can't wait for someone to like find my old pictures from college and be like, she drank when she was 19 or something. But I think thickening that skin now and being like, not in like a, well, fuck you, whatever kind of way, but in like a, that's too bad that you can't see the good in this. You only see the bad is going to be so useful in terms of surviving this business, like chef's kiss. Yeah. So I do think you're getting a lot better about that. No, thank you. Yeah. All right. Bring us home on losses. Okay. Last thing that I need to work on is I, in a very tactical way, I completely lost control of my mornings. <laughs> I, I used to get up and like have my chill time and had like a, at the morning routines, like so overused, but I had like a steady thing that I did and like the way I ran my day. And it is now like it's gone. Fast forward getting very busy this year and TM getting very busy and having clients and you on the East Coast. When I wake up, I already feel behind even though you've never made me feel that way. My clients have never made me feel that way. This is all stuff I created inside my own head. But I got to figure that out because I'll get up and I'll start like, I like to journal on, you know, on my iPad. So I'll start journaling and I'll be like, oh, wait, I just want to check really quick and make sure this meeting is still on. Okay, great. Let me just confirm that in Slack. Okay, cool. And then like it spirals and it turns from like my quiet morning time slowly becomes working time. And I'm like, well, if I'm checking on this, I might as well just double check social media really quick. And like Slack turns into email, turns into social media. And then like an hour and a half of my morning is gone. It's time for me to go work out. And I have not done anything for myself. It's all have been like, it turns into work, which love my jobs. So that's the hard part is like, we really like what we do. So I'm like the worst part of my day is that I have to talk back to one of my best friends on Slack. Like, oh no, you know? <laughs> But I do need to establish some heavier boundaries with that. I think that is going to shift because my environment will be changing a little bit next year. I'll be talking about that soon. But like I got to figure out my mornings and how to keep myself from working. And the second I start feeling behind, that's when I start working. So I think that's the root issue that I need to deal with. I want to just loop that into what we were talking about before we even started this podcast about how you were thinking about next year and you were like, all right, so next year you were in a class and you're thinking next year, I need to plug this, 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 this and classes in and make sure that I've gotten all this stuff done. And then you recognize like, maybe I don't actually need to, maybe I need to like let that go and release it and allow it to come back to me. I would argue that the reason why that mentality comes in is because you feel behind on where you're at in your career. So it's like, oh, well, if I sign up for this, this, and this, I can continue to go forward more frequently. And at the beginning of the year, you and I talked about like how to create more space and more time in your life with that's not full of work. 
But I think that maybe the opposite is what you need to focus on of like the acknowledgement of how far you are in your life right now, regardless of where the old thoughts of what growth would look like. Because like you said, there are people that are listening to this right now that are thinking, damn, if I just had a little slice of what Sam Valentine has, like I'd be set. That's what I'm trying to do. There are so many people out there right now that are just like, I want to start a podcast. And Sam's like, I've been doing this for so long and I have a production company. We have five slots left in pod prep school. Go to the women are speaking on Instagram and check it out just so you know. Yeah. And what better way to learn than from somebody who was doing podcasting before it was hype. So she actually has methods to be able to keep you doing it for a while. But yeah, that feeling of being behind is something that I think is a constant struggle for you. I'm glad to hear you say like, okay, I know where I can start. This morning routine has got to come back because it does. You used to have a very stringent like morning routine. Yep. It's something we got to work on. And I'll be very, I think I might have to have you call me out on it. (laughs) If I start texting you before, like, especially before 7 a.m. my time, like Sam, if the clock still says six something, like relax, like it's just no one's, nothing's an emergency. Nobody's bleeding out on the table. You run an online actor membership and you do podcasting. You're not a fucking doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I can absolutely call you out on that and just simply not respond is probably what I will do. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm going to be like, well, she's mad at me and I haven't been. <laughs> no, you won't. You'll be like, oh, yeah, she's probably busy because it's 11 o'clock her time. And That's then I'll respond to you at like, think. exactly. I'll respond to you at nine o'clock your time. And I'll be like, hi, Sam Valentine. Are you ready to work now? Because messaging me at seven is not okay. <laughs> Ta-da. That's a good idea. If you are listening to this right now as a podcast, I just want to give you a little bit of a visual. And if you're watching on YouTube, hey, how you doing? I'm currently sitting here in sweatpants, a messy bun, no makeup, but let me tell you what, my nails look fire. I am literally sitting here with a fresh manicure from Olive and June, which is, as you know, if you have not heard me talk about them 10,000 times before, my favorite at-home manicure system. I'm legitimately putting on the cuticle serum as we speak put this on all day long. It's like my new favorite tick habit. (laughs) I would highly recommend it as opposed to picking your cuticles. If this is you, you know who you are. You need this cuticle serum. In fact, you need the entire Olive and June kit. Let me tell you something. I used to spend a lot of money getting my nails done. I would spend it all the time because I liked the way they looked when they were long or when they were short and with a clear coat, or I would get an audition and I would need to have like character nails or something like that. And Olive and June has you covered on so many fronts because when you buy the Manny kit, you get everything you need for an at-home Manny, including their serum including their hand moisturizer. You get the perfect nail cutters. You get the perfect buffer. It is all in there along with a system of exactly how to use it. And it breaks down to, that's right, $2 a freaking manicure. Let's spend our money where we need it and not where we don't. And also, this is a really fun thing to do and change up all the time because you know you will get an audition that will ask you to show your hands and then two seconds later, you'll have a party to go to. And that's what I love actually about the pressies too. Their press-on nails. They have new ones that are stick-ons the stickies. These are the pressies. And these ones I love too, because they come in so many different colors. So I could go a full black long nail or switch to a clean French mani if I wanted to, that was a little bit shorter. You can switch it up all the time. They come off so easily when you're ready for them. If not, they stick on as long as you want. And I just need you guys to watch the YouTube because I'm holding up a pack right now of my favorite manicure colors. I have a lot of shades because I love changing my nail colors all the time. Currently, I have on a very light pink color. It's called Nuance. Ooh, ooh, talk about a character trait. We love a little nuance. I didn't even plan that, but I'm gonna give myself a pet on the back. Guys, if you 
are looking for a great Christmas gift for yourself or for someone else, I cannot recommend them enough. I've been using them for years. I love a female-owned business and I love Olive in June. If you visit oliveinjune.com slash broke20, you get 20% off your first Olive in June system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash B-R-O-K-E two zero. 20% off your first nail system. This is the Manny kit or a Pressy kit if you want to really take care of your nails. Go check them out, guys. We love Olive and June. Okay, cool. I feel like we've talked lots of shit on ourselves and now we need to like clear the slate and let's do things we did very well in the past year. And it goes without saying that I think, one, everyone who's listening, you should do this because it's very cathartic. And two, it really like highlights things you want to work on and also shows you things you don't need to work on. Like we're such creatures of like fixing, like humans are built to find problems and fix things. And sometimes you don't have problems that you need to be fixing at all times, says the girl who worries she's behind all the time. So I'll kick us off. Kick us off. (laughs) My 2023 word of the year was blinders, like putting on my blinders and not like trying not to look at what everyone else is doing and try not to replicate it and try not to like make their systems work for me. And I used it so well. I was so proud of myself. There were so many times when I saw other people succeeding in ways that I was like, oh, that's such a good idea. Or like I started doing more on YouTube and I was like, you know what? Put on your blinders. Do the podcast on YouTube. That's the most you can do right now. We'll get to more stuff later. Same with acting stuff. I was very much like I took one class at a time. It was one thing at a time. I was coaching previously every single week with a coach. And I was like, you know what? I want to focus on each of these things one at a time and step away from this. And my blinders were like firmly in place. And that is like, I'm so proud of that. That is, we'll see what next year brings, but like really, really into that. Yeah, you did a really good job about that. I mean, I feel like every single time somebody threw at your way of like, oh, look at me from somebody else, you're like, oh, that's cool. I wonder how I can implement that or that's great and move forward. Like you did a really good job with that. Trying, trying. One thing I did really well this year was taking my mental health more seriously than I normally do. And I had such resentment and push towards not getting on any type of medication because of my past with it. And it was scary. There was also a lot of shame in the fact that like you work in the mindfulness space, you know, all the yoga you can do, all the breathing techniques, all the meditations, you have all the apps, you have all the things. Why can this not fix me anymore? Because it pulled me out of a hole. And I was like, I don't understand why it can't pull me out of a hole again. Again, and I'm really proud of myself for being truthful versus hiding behind the I'm better than this fear that I had mm-hmm. of Gabrielle Binlaw should not be struggling this much to need medication because my world has changed dramatically from 25 milligrams of Zoloft. And I didn't think that the OCD of spiraling that was happening in my head all year was that abnormal until. It was lesser than, and the joy that I should have been experiencing all year finally came back in. And that was enough for me to be like, yeah, this is it. So I'm one, proud of myself for taking the mental health that seriously to being like, you need medicine. And two, proud of myself for showing that on social media instead of just being like, well, I'll have this moment to myself and nobody will know about it because I think it's badass. And I think a lot of people have felt motivated to find whatever they need to find for themselves. And shout out to you because that first time taking that pill would not have happened had you not held my hand. I would have just been like, nah, not doing it. (laughs) Yeah. 
that's actually the second one on my list too, funny enough, was taking my mental health seriously for the first time and, and it changed my life because I have not shared as openly as you have that I started taking medication this year. I was going to give it a year and then decide how I wanted to share about it. But I also started taking like anti-anxiety, anti-depression medication this year because I thought that depression had to look like waking up in a gray cloud and not being motivated. I thought it looked like it does in a commercial and not just like sudden times you're really hit with a wave of sads that you can't get yourself out of. Or sometimes anxiety can look like being overly productive and not being able to step away from things. And I didn't realize all those things. And seeing a prescriber for the first time, I started taking Prozac and I'll do a whole podcast on it at some point, but like, man, it's changed my whole life. And the fact that I got to like have this experience and also just really hone in on like what I need instead of like, what do I need to be a better actor? What do I need to be a more bookable actor? Like it was had nothing to do with that. It was like, what does Sam need? Like, what do I need to just like get through the day? And like, what do I need help with? And that was huge. And then when you came to me and talked really openly about like, yeah, I'm considering this. And I was able to say like, hey, I've been doing it for a couple months now. And you would not want to start a business with me before this. Like, let me tell you, like, this is a game changer. And so us to be able to have that back and forth about it was like, it was so nice because it also helped me feel like I was helping someone by doing taking care of myself, which is the coolest feeling. That's so cool that we both had a similar win for this year and our business thanks us. (laughs) (laughs) You might have more PDFs, but less happy leaders. Let me tell you what. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. So then I think we're on back for you, right? That was my second one. And I'll give us one more. I was able to appreciate and save good money this year with the wins of having a commercial airing and the way that I was able to like take in the win and acknowledge it and save money and do whatever I want, like pay off a car and donate to charities freely that I've always wanted to and like give back to people. And it feels like I'm finally standing in a lot more power and because of the financial freedom that that has gained for me, which kind of leads me into what I want to do for 2024 because I appreciate how much this is brought in, but I know fully that at some point commercials stop airing and like things go away. So I'm like, cool, this is not a water tap that's going to be open indefinitely. So I'm very proud of everything we built this year to take care of ourselves in terms of finances. So freaking proud of it. And I think next year is only going to be a more of a win because we don't like, it's not like we're like trying to upcharge people to be able to buy groceries you know, like we're doing great and we're getting to do great things. And it's just that to me is such a win because financially I've always felt scarcity and to be able to get something good that you know is going to go away and see the abundance and not see the scarcity is really huge. Because if anybody's ever lived in financial scarcity, most of you, I'm sure, (laughs) then you know that like the second you get something, your brain goes, okay, great, but it's not going to last forever. How are you going to make it work? What are you going to do? How are you going to use it? Like what's the best choice? And for me to be able to step, thank you once again, medication, for me to be able to like take it in stride and be like, okay, great. I'm assuming if every check is going to be maybe the last one, Here's what makes the most sense to do this. Here's what makes the most sense to do with this. And that sort of openness has led me to want to keep that and take it into next year. So since my word of the year for 2023 was blinders, 
For 2024, I'm going to steal a phrase that a friend gave me. As Gabrielle Binloss once told me in a voicemail, white bitches love a let's see. Yes. White bitches love a let's just see. And this is actually repeated from the comedy show that I saw of Yvonne Orji. And it just made me die because it is so stinking true. And Yvonne is Nigerian. And so like, let's just see does not exist in Nigerian culture. It's you do this, you excel and you move forward. So when she says it, it's hysterical. You guys should watch it. It's on Netflix. But I love this for you, Sam. Let's just see. Let's just see. Maybe I don't need to sign up for classes right now. Maybe I don't need to worry about getting the exact right thing with money. Things are happening. Let's just see. And I have plans for like business and things like that. But beyond that, we're going to be open. I'm going to try and lead into it. And you guys are hearing this now on the podcast in December, which means next December. Now that you're involved in this, Gab, we have to go back and listen to this podcast before we do it again. That's oh, how shit. this works. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to listen to this in 2024. I'd be like, God, she didn't even know what was coming. Okay. I didn't know that other part about it, but it sounds like I can't go back on it now. So fair, fair. Okay. Yeah, All right. Now you're in my game. It's a rule. Well, you know what? Let's just see. Let's just see. <laughs> Okay, give me your last one. This is fun. Okay, great. The next thing I would like to say that I did well, which people are going to be like, what? This doesn't make any sense. Stepping into my power. And I know a lot of people that follow my content feel like I am like so confident and so powerful, which I am. And there is always going to be a part of you that doesn't feel like that. And listen, the confidence that I gained is from faking it until you make it. I literally just decided to pretend to be confident. People believed me and I was like, maybe I am confident. And it's turned into this mecca of a woman that I am today. But I have auditioned for series regular going on four years now and have not booked one, not gotten a callback for any one of them, not gotten on hold for any one of those series regulars. And that was playing such a toll on me at the beginning of this year that by the time, that little bit of time that we were getting auditions, I was like getting the auditions for series regular and immediately thinking, you're not going to book this. What's the point? You think that year three is going to make a difference now? You've been doing it for how long? And because we were given this indirect gift of space and time, I thought I was going to be doing all this work on it and accepting like, I am ready for series regular. I did no work on that this year. I did all this work on showing up on social media and being vulnerable. And you guys actually helped me see that like, I am more than ready for that. And that energy was just something that was keeping me small because of Atlanta's just a co-star market or me feeling I was not deserving or it's taken so long, so why would it change now? Now, the energy that I feel is like so on top of the world when I get these auditions that I'm just like, you guys would be fucking lucky to cast me. And if you don't, it's okay. But like you're missing out because I've built such a brand for myself that I'm not just an actor that's going to show up on set. You're going to get the whole package of who I am, what I've created. And that's a gift on its own. So I'm really proud of myself for stepping into my power from that because it's been a long battle of feeling like I was ready for series regular when I had no bookings or callbacks from it. That's so important for actors to hear because I'm not to that stage in my career yet. And when I am, I'm going to need you to tell me this stuff again. This is why we have TM. Like this is why we built a community is because we're all at different places and we're all feeling different things, but we assume so much about everyone. I would assume based on your gajillion credits that she's ready. She's just like on a wait list somewhere. She's like, she's like, all right, is it my time yet? Okay, I guess not. Like, but you're still struggling to believe sometimes. And 
if you're struggling to believe <laughs> the most cut and dry concrete, I'm going to win this bitch, whatever it takes person I know. So if you're struggling, I'm going to need you. I'm going to need our team when I get to this point. Like I know I am. And it just makes me so happy that we're building this infrastructure already because we need it so fucking bad. Yeah, we do. It's like, we don't get that perspective, right? We always think that once you get to a certain level, it's easier. But what I found is that once you get to a certain level, everything starts working reverse. So getting to this 25 credit list that I have was like, man, once I just get more credits, I'm going to book everything. And I got the 25 credits and I was like, man, you book 25 credits and you still can't book a series regular. What are you doing with your life? Like it completely Mm. works against you at a certain point. And so it's hard to call that BS out on your own. And so I'm here to call you out on it for sure. And you're here to remind me of the fact that they would be lucky to have me. And that's that. Over and over again. And it's also what we do, by the way, in TM quite a bit. I can't sell it to you right now because it ain't open, but it will be open in January. If you guys are like, God, I wish I had someone to talk to me like these two talk to each other all the time, to click the wait list in the link below because now's the best time as any to make sure you have people that have your back in this business. We can check on you and what you did well and poorly in the next year and we can have your back for all of it. Yeah, totally. I love these episodes. Ugh, yeah, they're good. So great. Thanks. I think so too. I think we did a great job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People should sign up for this. <laughs> you should join us. But this is going to be the last Working Actor Life episode of 2023. So I want to thank Gab. I want to thank you so much for being a part of this with me. Because in June when we launched TM, I was like, you should do a podcast with me every single month. And you were like, okay. (laughs) And here we are. I think it's given people real insight into like what we actually are like and what this working actor life is. And I really am excited for, let's go 2024. Yeah. I'm appreciative to be here because what I think the podcast does is it makes us reflect. And that's something that I don't typically do. So I'm glad you asked me to do it because it gives me reflection. And I also like when people message me and they're like, I listened to that and I I really believe in what you're saying. I'm like, oh, that's cool. People listen. Like you said earlier, Sam figured out that most people send her podcast via text from Spotify. And she was like, wow, people are texting about me. That's just crazy. (laughs) I'm like, that makes sense. (laughs) It's wild. (laughs) It's the only attention I ever wanted. (laughs) All I ever needed. Oh, thank you guys so much for listening. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. 